Hi, and welcome to the Savage Podcast. I'm Rose, and I'm a content creator going by the handle Cheap Lazy Vegan. And I also own a vegan cafe by the same name as the podcast, which is Savage Cafe. And I'm Daniel, also a vegan and one of your favorite guest stars on Cheap Lazy Vegan's YouTube channel. We're two friends currently living in different countries, and we'll be giving our savage take on all things life, veganism, and the latest trending topics. So basically, whatever comes to our minds, because we love to talk. You are currently listening to the previous episode of this podcast, but if you would like to listen to this week's episode and get some exclusive content, go over to patreon.com slash the savage podcast. Okay. Well, hello and welcome back to another episode of the savage podcast. Um, Welcome back, everybody. Daniel's a mess. I am a very hot mess this, this, well, it's not this morning, it's this afternoon. There's nothing seems to be working for me. So, um, yeah, please bear with me. I'm sure it will impact the episode greatly. Um, <laughs> so Daniel's I do apologize. Daniel's earphones had issues. Yeah. Technical lift issues. I mean, I don't Daniel's even know what's happening unprepared. anymore. I feel like it's because of this, um, you know, because of the the virus and the the lockdown. Don't I'll just be, be blaming I'll the be... virus on your mess, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be going crazy as all hail and tarnation. Oh God! Mm-hmm. I mean, aren't we all? Aren't we all just going yeah. through some crazy ass shit? I mean, it is. It is a emotional roller coaster. I think like it's I mean, just day five hundred and fifty seven of quarantine. <laughs> oh God! I know. Of course, you'd be going crazy. <laughs> The one, the one plus, and, I, and it's kind of like a double-edged sword. This plus for me is that the fact that the weather now is like so nice. Um, yeah. The rest of the week, it's like today, it's like twenty-nine degrees, and all of next week, it's like in the thirties, which isn't nice because I have a roof terrace, so I can go up there and tan and stuff. But on the on the same on the same side of or on the other side of the coin, it's like when the weather's like this, all you want to do is go to a beach or be in a pool, and I can't do yeah. either of those. So it's kind of like. But I, you know what? I'm going to take it as a positive that the weather's good and I can enjoy it at least on the roof, you know? Exactly. And I mean, if you were here in Canada, you wouldn't go to the beach or the pool anyway. So it's not that different. I, I could go swimming in the river. <laughs> How many rivers have you been swimming in? Okay. In Canada. I've, How many times do you Bo swim Ri- in the river? I, I've been in the Bow River before. That's true. You know, not when like you come the- back, we, we can go floating in the river. Exactly. And, and I, and, and also you can like not obviously go swimming, swimming cause the current's quite strong in the center, but like you can get your legs mm-hmm. in the, you know, like the shallow part of the edges. I used to like sometimes go down there and like stick my feet in and stuff. So yeah, well, that's, that's always that nice exciting. and refreshing. I know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Right on my parade. Just okay, warning you, you know I'm what? ready to be a Debbie Downer this morning. I, I'm feeling all kinds of emotions. Oh, goddamn! Talk to us, Rose. What's been going on? What's been well, happening? Goddamn. Well, the- first of all, God. First of all, guys, let's do a little introduction on this episode, even though you've probably seen the title. Okay. So today we're going to talk mm-hmm. about some some shit that we all do. We all guilty of doing these. And it's the comparison of yeah. ourselves and people on social media. So we're going to talk about mm-hmm. basically, basically, you know, how we look to social media and compare ourselves and the realities uh, of social media. Is, is that, is that our, is that our topic? Yeah, kind of. It's like, yeah, it's, it's looking at, I think that's, that's perfectly it. I don't know how we're going to sum it up in like a, a, a title for this, but it's like kind of 
how social media, the, the, yeah, the realities of social media and also how it can kind of impact us and make us feel. Because I think, mm-hmm. especially right now, this is very, very topical. And I don't know about you, but like, I've always kind of known how I've personally been impacted by social media in some ways, you know, sometimes positive, sometimes negative. But I think right now with, with, with being locked down and everything that everyone's going through, these, these um, feelings can be exas- exacerbated. You know, like they're kind of like, yes. they can make you feel all kinds of ways, you know, all kinds of <laughs> <Yes>. ways. <laughs> and and <laughs> God damn it. Did you have a glass of wine this evening? I think I might have. I'll be, I'll be oh, hopper as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you spent a little too much time in that sun. I think I have, you know, I'm starting to burn. So I got to be careful. Yeah, Daniel has, uh, guys, I don't know if you know this. I don't know if we mentioned this in this podcast, but Daniel has a bit of a uh, tanning problem. He is what we call mm-hmm. a tanorexic. Have we have we discussed mm-hmm. this on the podcast? I don't think we have. Like, I don't think we've mentioned it. It's like, okay, I'm not like addicted, but I like when I go on holiday or whatever, I really want to like get a tan. Basically, I like try to like, you know, even though I know it's so bad for me and like, I'm probably in the next couple of years going to look like I'm 60 from all the excessive (laughs) sun that I've had. Um, (laughs) so not looking forward to that, but I don't know. I just love having like a nice glow. I just feel like, you know, everyone like looks a bit better when they have a tan. I don't know what it is. Like, I think um, that that's just my little, yeah, you, it's a very white person thing. (laughs) Look, a lot of people hey, like Rose, tanning. You know what? You also like being tanned. Yeah, I like I like being tanned, but um, you're like obsessed. Every time there's sun, you're like, oh my god, I want to go tan. Oh my god, I want to go tan. Oh my god, I need to go tan. I Whereas think, more I like think also though, I'm more like I enjoy just being in the sun rather than just like I need to like get darker necessarily. Mm. I do like but having think, a little tan. Yeah, but I think also the reason though, Rose, is because okay, when we compare like ourselves, for me, it takes me a really long time to get a tan. Like I have to be out in the sun like quite a bit. So I have to like maximize my sun exposure. Whereas for you, you're out in the sun for like five minutes and you get the most amazing golden brown tan. So that's why you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to be like, oh, I have to, you know, you just get this like honestly, you guys should see Rose when she's been out in the sun and stuff. She gets this like (laughs) it's like you've been painted, you know, it's like this golden brown, beautiful color. You'd be it's so true. Nice. Um, well, you know, it's funny because I don't know if we mentioned this before, but in Asia, in Asian culture, being tanned is seen as not that attractive. So it's funny. Mm-hmm. I find that that's one of the funniest things, uh, you know, when it comes to beauty standards around the world is all the white people in, you know, North America and maybe in Europe as well. They just always want to get darker mm-hmm. and tanned. But then all the Asians mm. are like putting on the whitening creams, staying away yeah. from the sun. And I just find that hilarious. I know I was, I, I have think, to say, mm-hmm. I, I was going to say I was shocked when I was in Thailand and I, I got, I lost my sunsc- sunscreen and I went to go find sunscreen just in like a regular shop. And every single bottle of sun cream had like whitening cream in it. And I was like, I don't <laughs> want to put like this on my skin. nightmare. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're like, that's going backwards. Exactly. Well, and also I was like, I don't know what chemicals are in skin whitening and it's probably not good for your skin. I don't think so. Like, I just don't think it's, I, I mean, wanted to put it know, on my skin anyway. I mean, being in the sun for hours might also not be good for your skin, Daniel. I mean, there might be some studies that might that, show some, some potential damage that it could co- do to your skin. <laughs> oh, goddamn! damn. There might be some correlations, you know? Daniel, do you even put on the correct amount of sunscreen? What kind of sun protection you be putting on there? I got some SPF 30. 
Okay, that's I guess good, that's right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, well, I think you're already pretty tan. Like you're not naturally that pale, so yeah. You know. But you know, you got true. a nice glow. Don't be overdoing it, okay? That's true. You don't want me to come on here and be so dark on the next <laughs> episode, and you'd be like, "Oh my god, Daniel!" What's I mean, happening? I don't. <laughs> I don't mind if you're darker. It's just that you know, it's it's it could be dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's and you, true. You be aging. You it gonna make you age. I know. Well, I already look old, so you know. No, you don't. Me, me and me and Rose will go out for drinks, right? And it's so embarrassing. And all the t- well, not all the time, but you know, like if we go somewhere and like if you get ID'd and I like never get ID'd. When does that happen? I swear it's happened before. It has. <laughs> and they'll be like, "No, it's okay. You're this guy's old enough. It's fine. He can, he, he can come in." And I'm just like, "Oh God!" You know. I love how they just assume that you're just hanging out with like a 17 year old. I know like what, okay if they think that I'm old enough like oh you definitely yeah. look like you're over 30 and then and then they ID like other people that are with me I'm like well you know why would I be hanging out with like 16 17 year olds if I'm 30 <laughs> years old you know what I mean like I guess well, people you know, do I I now do not get ID'd as often and it's very sad which brings me to the point of why I am feeling emotional Emotional traumas or whatever you want to call oh God, it. Oh, God damn. Oh, God damn. I'll be going through. What's going on, Rose? Talk to us. I'll be going through us. my emotional roller coaster, my, my quarantine roller coaster, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Aww. I'm just kind of, you know, I feel like it's just spending so much time. See, that's the thing. Okay. It's not necessarily that uh, during this time we are comparing ourselves more, but it's we are spending more time on these platforms that probably make us compare ourselves more and we also have more time to think and more time alone with our thoughts usually does not equate to good thoughts (laughs) So, (laughs) so uh I don't know, Daniel, I'll be waking up this morning. No. How did I feel? Was it last night that I was texting mm-hmm. you being all emotional? I think so, actually. Oh, it was yes. partly last this night and then this morning. Yeah. So I look at yeah. old photos and I reminisce. Yeah. Okay. So sometimes that's a good reminiscing. You know, I get nostalgic. Yeah. I'm a very nostalgic person. I like memories. So I look mm-hmm. at old photos and I reminisce. But then sometimes I'm like, oh, my God, I miss these times. You know, mm-hmm. I get to that kind of you know, where you look at the past as this golden, you know, time of your life. Era. Even though, exactly, even though at that time I may have been doing the same thing. But anyway, Mm -hmm. so I'm reminiscing about when I was in my 20s, my early 20s, my mid 20s, and I'd be looking hot as hell. (laughs) Rose, like I keep saying, you still look hot as hell, okay? So I don't know. I'd be aging, Daniels. Goddamn, I'd be feeling it. I'll be feeling it. It's harder to lose the lose the fat, you know, that, that oh belly God. fat. Yeah. Oh, man. And um, yeah, and I'm just feeling all kinds of emotions. And I just mm. feeling like I can never go back to that time when I be, you know, in my 20s. And you know what? Mm. See, okay, I'm just guys, just keep in mind, I'm just kind of being an emotional wreck at this moment. OK, don't take anything <laughs> I say seriously. OK. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, like well, I'm kind of mm-hmm, sorry. One one thing I was gonna say, like, okay, I I do the same thing like that you do. I think I think a lot of people watching or listening to this mm-hmm. as well probably do the same thing. Where quite often we'll go through old pictures, we'll reminisce about like you know really good times, trips we've had, and once in a while I do the same thing where I will look at old pictures and like, oh my god, like I miss that time in my life. Like I miss mm-hmm. being younger and you know you know, slimmer, more attractive, whatever else. But then we also have to take a step back and remember, like you said, like 
we also, we, we, as like humans or people, we tend to do this. It's like, we look back with rose colored glasses, right? Do you know what I mean? So when we look back at our pictures, we have to remember, and this kind of brings up a point about social media as well, is when you look back at your pictures on Instagram, on Facebook, wherever they may be, you have to remember that all of these pictures and memories are going to be majority, majority, Ugh, I can't speak positive images, right? Like if you're on holidays, yeah. you're going to take really great pictures of yourself. You're going to also, even when we were younger, we did this where we would pose in certain ways or <laughs> angles, which would, which would make us look even slimmer than we were. I mean, obviously we were slimmer oh, when we were damn younger. Daniel, I was, I was slimmer. Okay. God damn. Yeah. But yeah, but still, we would <laughs> still, we would still get the lot, the yeah. lot way, you know, our chin up this way. Rose is, Rose is a, a professional that directed me when we take photos together. She'll be like, Daniel, <laughs> shoulder this side, head towards the lat. Let the yeah. lat cascade on your face. Pretend, pretend you're and laughing. <laughs> yeah. That's you. Pretend you're laughing. Um, and they'll be like, we'll be at like this like really busy like <laughs> monument or something with yeah. hundreds of people walking by. And Rose is like, pretend to laugh, Daniel. Look at the camera this way. And I'm just like, oh my God. Daniel, and I'll she's be getting like, just you some nice shots. That's true. And then Rose is like, just remember, you're doing this for me next. <laughs> <laughs> and then I take about an like, hour to take the photos. And Daniel takes yeah. maybe one good photo of me. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, God. That's not true. Um, well, kind of. No, but like, um, I just think we have to, we do have yeah. to remember. And although it's hard sometimes, it's like, um, there those pictures and those images that we put at that time of our lives was, again, really, mm-hmm. really fun and positive things. Um, that happened in our lives. So that's probably why we reminisce and we don't remember about all the other shit that was going on. We just focus on, you know, the really positive stuff. Right. So. That's true. Daniel's goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn. And like, I think with the whole like weight and, you know, of, of course I'm like the same, like in many ways, like I would like to lose a bit of weight and be like more slim and everything else. But then also I think to myself, I go back and forth with this one, but I also really enjoy drinking, like going out with friends, having drinks, not calorie counting, eating what I want. And like, don't get me wrong. Like, yes, we're getting older, but like realistically, if we both were like, okay, we want to have a certain type of body, like realistic, a realistic expectation. And we went on the, some crazy diet and regime, which we wouldn't enjoy. We might be able to get the results that we wanted, but we wouldn't enjoy it. If you know what I mean? Like, that's true. If that makes sense. So I think it's like, it's like, I would rather be overall happier and you know like if you look at us like both of us are in relative like pretty good shape do you know what i mean like we're not yeah you know so i wouldn't be so hard on yourself rose god damn oh, i'll just be feeling bad for myself but you're right i mean this it, this all does tie in because i'm talking about you know looking at my old photos and you're right you are very right and it ties into the social media thing as well because um mm-hmm. even for ourselves we take only photos when we are you know having a grand old time when you're traveling, looking all fun and, you know, you're partying or going to cool places. And and then you look back at those photos, just like you would look at other people's photos on Instagram and social media and you would compare either. Yeah. So, and you are right about the thing is for me with my weight, I've always been like really up and down when I was younger. I was actually like, I always talk about this, but I was like fat when I was like younger. And then Mm. I lost a little bit of weight and there was never until I was during that time, you know, the pictures I sent you back in like 2013. Um, that's when I was like (laughs) my, that's when I was like my slimmest. So I was like looking at those photos, but really when I look Mm -hmm. back in the trajectory of my life, I was actually, 
I actually think I look better now than the majority of the pictures I took in my youth, which is funny. But exactly. But then, of course, I look back at that time in 2013 when I was like at my very, very slimmest. And Mm -hmm. that's when I was like dieting like hardcore and eating barely anything. So I forget about that part. And I know that at that time it was not sustainable. And and I Mm -hmm. obviously don't want to do that again. Exactly. Because it's not it's not a it's Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not a life that like, yeah, okay, you look back at those pictures and yeah, okay, you know, like you were very slim. Um, not that you're not slim now, but you were definitely slimmer in those pictures. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like you said, you were on these like more of an intense diet. You weren't eating as like as much as you do like now, mm-hmm. like a healthy amount now. And yeah. also, if I remember correctly as well, around that time, um, or 2013, 2014, because I remember you telling me also when you first moved to London, because yeah. obviously it's like very stressful living in a new place. You were quite like, you know, obviously overwhelmed and a bit stressed when you first moved to London. And that also, because of that stressful period of time in your life, you did lose a bit of weight around that time as well. Um, yes. So it all kind of contributed. So it wasn't necessarily like a positive. I not. I don't want to say positive, yeah. but it just wasn't like a saying. like you said a sustainable health healthy weight loss. Yeah, but damn, I sense. felt so hot at that time. You know. <laughs> oh goddamn! But Rose, not good. Uh huh. You are like, like the, <sighs> this is the thing. Like you are really hot. Like we go out and people are <laughs> God, always like. Not- it sounds like I'm just like asking you for compliments. I know. You're like, I always call it fishing. It's like, you know, you're going fishing for some compliments. No, I really um, am not. It's just how I feel, you know? I know. I know. And we yeah. all have those days. Like I have those I days know. as well where, where it's like, you know, um, I'll wake up and I'm just like, oh my God. Like some days I feel great. And then for whatever mm-hmm. reason, especially, I, I, and I don't know if this is everyone else's experience, but like, especially with this quarantine, I've been having a lot more of those days where... I like wake up and I'm just like, oh, you know, like I really need to kick my butt in gear and work out more and like, yeah. you know, and I think to myself, I'm like, cause I'm moving back to Canada and I'm like, the last thing I want is to come back to Canada and like, you know, people are like, oh my God, what happened to Daniel while he's been away? Do you know what I mean? Like oh my that's God. always in the, yeah. in the back of my mind as well. Like, oh, if you know, well, if the bars open up or whatever and run into old friends and stuff and people be like, holy shit, Daniel let himself go, you know? Oh my oh. God. You're acting like you gained weight, which you did not. Mm. And like, we always forget too, that it's so normal to go up and down with weight, but it's like, we're yeah. so, I, I'm always very hard on myself. I mean, I think we need to do a separate episode on the insecurities. Like we discussed Yeah, if you're comfortable with yeah. that, but, uh, I'm totally you know, comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. We're probably going to mm-hmm. do a separate episode on, on our insecurities, but as you guys can see, one of our insecurities is the weight and you know, mm-hmm. the fat on the bodies, which I think is a lot of people's insecurities. Their, I their body image hu- and their I weight. I honestly think it's huge. Yeah. yeah. Like honestly, that particular, and again, we'll go more into that in, in that, yeah. uh, in that episode. Cause it'll be really interesting. But even people that I've met that are like super, super fit, like yeah. they, they are like super fit and they even, it, it shocked me. Like one of my, one of my, yeah. um, really good friends, she has like the most amazing body I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, you know, she really is into fitness and stuff. And Mm -hmm. even sometimes with her, she would have insecurities as well, which I was like, Oh my God, your body's perfect. You know? So it's like, I think internally for whatever reason, we always have this kind of voice in our head. That's like, Oh, you know, your thighs a little big or your stomach or whatever else. So that would, I think that'll be an interesting episode for sure. Yeah. Well, so this Mm -hmm. all, this all, also ties into what we're going to talk about, which is, you know, how we portray ourselves on social media or how people portray themselves on social media and how this can have a yeah. negative impact on, um, on our self-esteem and, um, mm-hmm. think that our lives are 
not as interesting or not as fun and we're not yeah. as hot and, you know, we're not as perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So <laughs> what, what do you think, Daniel? Do you do, do you do this? Do um, you spend a lot of time on social? Oh yes, you do. But in different I ways. Do, yeah. We, in different ways. And I think the thing is, I have a love-hate relationship with social media. And I, I, I'm not sure if everyone As else... As we all do, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was going to say, I think a lot of us do. Um, I think in some ways, I've really enjoyed it. And I think it's a very powerful tool. More on the... I, and I, this sounds really cheesy, the social side of it. Like, to be able to stay in touch with people. Especially, like... People like us, Rose, for example, that have lived in many different countries and we have friends like now, international friends all over the world. The social media space has made that amazing to be able to stay in touch and actually maintain those friendships with some amazing people that we've met throughout our lives, right? Whereas without social media, that would have been a lot more challenging. Um, And it kind of keeps you up to date with what is going on relatively in other people's lives. Um, But on the flip side, there's that kind of dark and more, um, <laughs> negative side of social media. Uh, so one, one point that I, 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 cause I haven't actually really done too much research, particularly for this episode, but I thought we mm-hmm. could just kind of talk about things that we both experienced, um, in that space. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the ones I wanted to bring up, or, um, was around, um, traveling and going to, going to different places. Now I know yeah. we've talked about this before, but one of the things that I sometimes do, and I don't know if you're, you do this as well, but it's like, you know, you go into social media and let's say you have, I don't know, a hundred or let's say 300 friends on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, you know, or a thousand even, um, you go into Instagram and you can see at any given day, somebody basically is going to be on holidays, right? Like everyone takes holidays at different times. So you go into your feed and I don't know, you kind of disconnect that it's always different people on holidays. So for you, it looks like everyone's out having a good time. Everyone's always on holiday. And to me, sometimes I'll look look at that and I'll be like, oh my God, like this person's traveling again and this person's doing this and this and this. Everyone's having a more interesting and fun life than me right now because I'm working or or I'm in my office and look at all these people traveling all the time. So that's... 100%. Yeah, like do do you ever like experience that, I guess? I do that all the time. So I think that's another thing with... Yeah, like with social media, when you see other people traveling, and I think that's what mm. gets more people to want to go traveling. So in some ways it's mm. good, but in some ways it's like we're constantly, how do I say, it's almost like we're never going to be satisfied with our situation, yeah. no matter how much fun we have, no matter how much mm-hmm. traveling we do, because there's always going to be that person that's going to do the better trip, going to go to the better place than you did, going to have a little bit more money yeah. to spend than you do. So yeah. It's like, I'm sure there's a lot of studies on this. Um, I think some Mm. of the things that they found was that especially when it comes to like teenagers, the more time they spend on social media, just overall less self-esteem that they have. I'm sure that that is, I can't remember. Okay, guys, don't quote me, but I'm sure (laughs) because (laughs) don't quote me, but I'm a positive, I'm positive on this statistic. (laughs) No, I think, I think I have actually heard that before. I've heard that that's why um, there has been increasing, well, they say increasing rates in, in depression in, in youth these days um, is because it's because of extended time and exposure on social media. And that can come twofold. It can come with the body images that we talked about before. So again, another huge thing in social media is all the people posting like fitness videos and, you know, really fit individuals Mm -hmm. with like six packs and, you know, really, really, 
I want to say unrealistic, but really difficult to achieve body types, you know, and sometimes for some people it is unrealistic. Um, and then on the other side, you have people, like you said, always doing these luxurious vacations and all this stuff. Um, and you see that and you think, Oh, well, you know, I just went to Mexico, but this person went to Mexico and had a private villa and did all this other stuff. And their life is so amazing. And then my other friend did this and you're always comparing, comparing and contrasting with what you're doing in your life. Um, And I think a difficult thing, and I think you've mentioned this, Rose, before in a podcast, is the reality of life in general, like our day-to-day is pretty mundane, you know? Like if you think about like what do we do most of the time, you know, we have our job or whatever else. Yes, we have our holidays, which are really exciting and fun, but a majority of our life is spent kind of in a routine and it's not that exciting, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's... Mm. Exactly. So I think even for those people that are traveling and that are doing these things, we have this false impression. It's like marketing. So we now Mm. have this tool that allows people, regular people like you and I to just share the exciting parts of our lives. Mm. And this is, I feel like in a way it's powerful and in a way it's dangerous because at least before when we look at, you know, advertisements or marketing, we see celebrities, Mm. people that we can't necessarily relate to on a person to person basis. So we don't, we still might compare ourselves, but not to the same level that we compare ourselves to our friends or people that we see on social media. So we compare ourselves in, in a more direct way. So if we see that someone else that's, you know, kind of similar to us is having this like amazing time, it almost makes us feel worse in a sense than seeing Mm -hmm. a celebrity because a celebrity to me, is in a different, <clears throat> they're in a different category, you know? Yeah. So I know that they're very different from me, so I can't relate with them. But when you see social media people, you can kind of mm-hmm. relate to them. So yeah. you're like, it's it's almost like worse that they're, you know, it seems like their lives yeah, are so much like, better because, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, and it's, it, 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 it's a really good point that you make there. It's because it's like your peers, right? So like, you're right. Mm-hmm. If I was just following, again, people on social media, like, you know, um, celebrities, they're in a different, like, obviously I know they're in a different category than me in a sense that like, you know, they are making millions and millions of dollars a year. They can afford to have these luxurious vacations. And I don't compare myself as much because I just kind of see that. But then when I see like all of my friends, which don't get me wrong, I'm like happy for them to go on vacation. But I I really want to hit this point across in a sense that like, what, what I think social media does is it makes it seem because you, you know, not all of my friends are going on vacation all the time, but yeah, it's like different friends are going on vacations so that in your feed, it's constant vacations. So it seems yeah. like everybody is out there, you know, really, but when you look yeah. at it, it is different people on different trips and everything else, but it just seems like everyone in your feed is on holidays. Everyone is doing stuff. So that can kind of create this impression that like, why am I in my office all the time? Everyone's yeah. living these like a bougie lives. Um, and yeah. I'm, I'm stuck here working my nine to five or whatever it is, you know? <laughs> But also, I mean, I only take pic- like the photos that I post, majority of them are from my vacations, which I'm not always on vacation yeah. or traveling. I mean, to be fair, I do travel more than maybe the average person, but yeah. uh, I don't post photos, as many photos of me just doing day-to-day things. So everyone mm. that's posting photos, yeah. they're going to have more photos of them on vacation. So those are the things that get mm. skewed. The reality is that most people spend the majority of their days doing regular things. And another point that I want to exactly. make is that, yeah, another point that I want to make is that, you know, again, we have this false perception that because these people are doing all these exciting, fun things that they're just happier people in general. But mm-hmm. those, you know, those external things, uh, 
don't necessarily make people happier or more satisfied because if you're Mm -hmm. constantly chasing those external, uh, like, you know, going on fancy vacations and doing all kinds of fun stuff, those kind of highs, if you're constantly chasing those highs, uh, for happiness or life satisfaction, then at some point it's going to become, you're not going to be satisfied if that makes sense. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Like, I mean, if you're always, this is why I think it's so important And again, we're both guilty of doing this where we like, you know, Mm -hmm. we'll also get a little bit down when we were like on social media, like seeing all of this stuff. That's why I think sometimes it's important to like give ourselves that reality check and take a step back and think, okay, well, hang on a second. You know, let's, let's like realize that, you know, my life, you know, look internally and okay, my life is pretty great or whatever else. Like, and what is, and, and, and remembering that the social media space is a highly filtered, highly selected mm-hmm. set of what people want you to see. Right. And it's the same, like for me, exactly. and I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy to admit this. Like, you know, a lot of my pictures from holiday, if I'm going in whatever else, you know, even when we go travel, you might've taken 10 pictures of me. I'll go <laughs> yeah. through those 10, 10 pictures. And I'll be like, okay, I look the hottest in this one. This is the one that 100%. I'm going to post. So it's yep. already, I've, filtered down I've selected then I might edit that photo as well before I even put it up there so this isn't like I it's a hard one with social media because again like I said earlier I have a love-hate relationship with it um and I do see why because you know what you hear about these people nowadays is quite often um and I don't know if some of your friends have done this but I've had friends of mine that have like taken social media breaks where they'll like yeah come off social media completely or like pause their Instagram account and whatever else for like a couple months just to be like, I need to get out of this, this headspace because it wasn't a positive experience for me. Yeah. I mean, I wish I could do so, that, but I'd be making my <laughs> living from social medias. That's very but true. I could, That's very true. I mean, I could definitely dial it back a little bit. I'm definitely spending a lot more time on Instagram and stuff. Um, mm. Thanks to this quarantine and having some extra time. So it ain't good. Exactly. I definitely don't, uh, I don't I th- think it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think, I think also too, and this is why I think the quarantine is heightening everything is because we're not seeing our friends and everything else. Because one of the things that I think is so, so important, and I could be completely wrong with this, but like you have your, this virtual world of social media and everything else, which right now that's all that we kind of have to make connections, if that makes sense. Yeah. Whereas I, I think the, the, for me, the reason why I think I've been going through more of a roller coaster on the quarantine and less so when we're not in quarantine is because when we're not in quarantine, I can have those real experiences with my friends. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, I can be on social media, but actually put my phone down and have a really nice dinner, maybe go for some drinks, whatever else, and have like an authentic, yeah. real experience versus being in my bed, scrolling through my phone on Instagram. So yeah, I think that's why that those would be are, my guess. Those experiences, yeah, are not... They, you can't replace those experiences. Exactly. And that's why I think like you're saying, like with you for your, your, your full-time job is social media. But at the same time, when we're not in quarantine, you're able to take a step back and spend time with your friends. So like you kind of are able to balance those worlds. Whereas now we're in this, this horrible space of being locked down <laughs> and all we have exposure to even, even now, like we're only seeing each other through kind of like a, not a social media, but like the video conferencing platform. Right. So Mm -hmm. we can't really put any of our technology down and have like a real authentic experience and, you know, with each other. I mean, not saying that this isn't authentic. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, um, it's a good point. Do you know what I'm getting at? Mm -hmm. I I totally know because you're Mm -hmm. right. Because, 
you know, people always talk about the negative impacts of social media, which there are. Mm-hmm. And of course, like, like we said, there are also positives, yeah. uh, lots of positives, but the negatives are definitely mm-hmm. there. And now you're right. Yeah. Because before we were already living this world where I think a lot of people, especially maybe the younger generation, you know, they were relying so heavily on digital technology to communicate, which I mean, yeah. is better than no communication, but there's nothing that replaces human to human real interaction. And now exactly. we're kind of forced. Now we're forced to just use social media. And mm-hmm. I, don't get me wrong. I think what we're doing now is probably the best in terms of actually this is the closest thing to like real human to human interaction. So I think exactly. it's better to do this kind of like one-on-one call rather than scrolling. Cause when you're scrolling, commenting on Instagram, that's not real interaction mm-hmm. in my personal opinion, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so now because most people are spending time doing that and how many times are going to have phone conversations with people through the day? Probably not as, not as much as you're scrolling and, you know, commenting and looking at other people's pictures and, Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. So it almost gives the illusion that you are interacting with people, but mm. it's not really an, a real interaction. Exactly. And I think and I think for 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 that particular element of it, like interacting, don't get me wrong, I interact with people on social media as well, but the illusion that that's going to replace, you know, the, again, the human to human contact is dangerous because I think like yeah. all of my, all of my best moments and the things that I've really enjoyed aren't through social media. It's through, you know, like having a bottle of sharing a bottle of wine with friends and, you know, just having those, like those kind of moments. Yeah. Like I always think back, like even, even when I came to Calgary and like, we've had so many times where we just like hang out at your apartment and we would just like have a bottle of wine and just chat, put our phones away. And like, do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So I think that, that, you know, during this time, that's going to be a, uh, that's obviously a challenge, you know, like, because we're kind of locked away from people. Um, and social media is such an interesting one as well because um, I was—I think it was a YouTube video that I saw, or interestingly, or an article or something where they mentioned about how another thing about social media, which is a dangerous element to it, is the fact that it can um, mm-hmm. release endorphins. So, like yes. when you post stuff, when you get interaction from other people and mm-hmm. likes and everything else, it—it's it, like a drug. You—you get actually a, a um, and they've tested this, haven't they? Where they've a seen boost that of this dopamine. actually, yeah. 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 So it's, it's similar to like, well, if people that drink and do whatever else that releases certain chemicals in their body or exercise or whatever it is, yeah. um, that social media produces, produces the same effect, yeah. which, and that's the, how they the get you side, addicted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I think, Oh God. God damn. I think <laughs> it's like a, it's one where you kind of have to like, I know it's easier said than done, but you have to like not tread lightly, but just kind of recognize social media for what it is. And I know some days it's harder than others, but it's just like recognize that this, this space is highly edited, highly filtered and it's not, it's not reality. You know what I mean? Like it's not reality. Yeah. That's the, that's the kind of key. Um, the key thing. I don't know. That's just my kind of feelings on the, and I'm sure before also we were always comparing ourselves. I mean, that's just human nature. We always compare ourselves to other yeah. people and, you know, maybe that's partially how we became, you know, this advanced in our technology mm. and, you know, in our hum- human lives because of the fact that we're constantly comparing ourselves in competition. But with yeah. social media now, it's so much easier to do that. And now we're always seeing, because before, if we didn't have social media, what would we, 
we would, you know, sit at home and I wouldn't know what everyone else is doing. I wouldn't know what, you know, mm-hmm. Joe Schmo is doing over there. I wouldn't know what, you know, this person's doing all the way in Australia, whatever. Like, I don't know. I just am in yeah. my little, you know, little bubble. And I'm happy in my, you know, little bubble watching mm-hmm. TV or whatever the hell I'm doing. But now... I have access to what everyone is doing. And I think that actually creates a lot of unhappiness in a lot of people because, you know, you're thinking my life is worthless compared to everything else and what everyone else is doing. Exactly. It's that kind of like, and we, like, I think you mentioned it in another podcast as well as the whole keeping up with the Joneses mentality, you know, like, again, you see all your friends and everyone living these like extravagant lives, Mm -hmm. what it seems like. Um, And it makes you feel like, your life is, you know, less important or like not yeah. as significant, I guess. God, you know what I was God. doing actually? This is, this is how I was truly feeling. And this was like a small mm. moment, you know, when I was going through my yeah. emotional roller coaster. So I was looking yeah. at my old photos and I'm like, mm. oh my God, look at all this fun I'm having in my early twenties or my mid twenties. I'm looking hot yeah. and having fun, traveling, all that stuff. Mm. And then just feeling like now I'm, you know, in my thirties and now I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. you know, I don't really do the partying really anymore. Like, yeah, I go out sometimes Mm. and, you know, but it's, you know, I'm not really in that phase of my life anymore, but I feel like I'm kind of stuck in the middle of, yeah, I'm not really grown up, you know, I'm not, yeah. You know, maybe I should be, you know, see, this is where I'm, this is where I'm like having the keeping up with the Joneses mentality of maybe I need to Mm -hmm. be, you know, why am I not married with kids? You know, why am I not Mm. in that phase of my life that, you know, other people at this age seem to be in, Yeah. you know, why, you know, why don't I have this like beautiful family and have this beautiful Mm. house and, you know, why am I not there yet? So I'm kind of feeling like a big grown up child, (laughs) you know, (laughs) do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not... Yeah. I, I, I hear you on this in some ways, in some respects. Um, yeah. but I think, I, I think that we have to kind of, it's an interesting one. Cause like, I also look back sometimes on my younger years and I think more, it's like, I mean, I still go like, well, I've been living in Spain and it's a little bit different here. Like, obviously you, I feel like I've been on like a holiday. So that's why I have been going yeah. out a lot more and stuff, but I'm sure when I get back to Calgary, like I'm probably, I'm not going to go be, I'm not going to be going and hitting the clubs and everything. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm nostalgic because that was a fun period of life. You know, it was a fun time when we were younger in our early twenties, mid twenties, like going out, getting all ready to go out to the clubs and like, you yeah. know, that was fun, you know, and it was a, it was a moment in our lives. And with regards to people like, you know, we kind of talked about this in our pressures of getting older as well episode, but you have to remember, and I go through this as well. Don't get me wrong. Like, and I'll talk about something yeah. in a minute, um, about what I, how I was feeling about something like a, a little couple, couple days ago. Um, but we have to remember like, you know, again, success and what makes people happy is defined in many different ways for different people. Right. And I do think, growing up in this society, there has been that pressure again for us to be married and have kids, but who's to say that we have to have that now. And who's to say that a lot of the people that have that now are happy about it. They, they might look at your life and be like, Oh my God, look at Rose. Like she's traveled the world, done all this amazing stuff before settling down and having a family. So she's got to live that really fun life. And there's people that, so it's, it's, you know, that, that expression is always, the grass is greener on the other side. You know what I yeah, mean? Like we might look at, look at our friends and be like, Oh my God, some of them are married, you know, happily married with kids and everything else. And it's like, we don't have that yet. Um, why don't we have that? Well, Mid, mid, there could be a number of different reasons, um, <laughs> but we've, we've also had like a pretty amazing life. So we, we, we have to try not to forget that too much as well. And 
the fact of the matter is, is like when we are ready in that phase of our life to settle down, then, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. And who's to say what's wrong with having a family a bit later? Do you know what I mean? So I would try, I mean, I know it's easier said than done, but like try not to put that pressure on yourself. Um, because again, I would rather be exactly where I am now than, you know, in an unhappy relationship or, you know, stuck somewhere where I don't want to be, you know what I mean? Like, and I think we don't remind ourselves of that enough. Um, but interestingly, I say all of this, um, and what I was going to say, <laughs> bringing it back to the social media world, um, a couple days ago, I also got a little bit lost. You know how you can get into this, um, I call it the YouTube, what do I call it? Black the hole. YouTube, yeah, the, <laughs> the YouTube black, black hole. hole. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know about many of you guys listening, but I sometimes once in a while, I'll have some time on my hands, especially during quarantine. I'll be watching YouTube <laughs> and you know, you have the recommended video list pop up, right? And you just get lost. And sometimes you end up on oh. the most random stuff and you're like, I don't even know how I ended up here. Um, and my particular spiral and recommended videos that kept coming up was like, you know, gay couples. So like, also YouTubers, but also like gay, like TV couples and stuff. And yeah. it was so funny because like, obviously, especially the, the gay TV couples, like these are unrealistic portrayals of like romance and everything else. But then also the gay couples of YouTubers were coming up as well. Um, and I got into a little bit of a space. I know I had texted you about this and I was just like, Oh my God, like, yeah. you know, I would, I would like to meet a partner at some point, like my life, my life partner, you know? Um, and I was just thinking again, I was like, why me? Why haven't I found somebody yet? Um, and I see all these like happy couples and I'm like, when am I going to find that? You know? Yeah. Mm. I think it's, but, I think it's, we all go, we, you and I have our phases. We, yeah. it's, it's either one of us one day it'll be you being like, what, you know, feeling bad for yourself. And then the next, and then yeah. I have to reassure you. And then the next day I do the same thing. It's human yeah, nature. Yeah. You know, we, we tell ourselves this, but that's why it is important to talk about this and um, remind mm. ourselves and also our listeners that <clears throat> it's normal to feel like that and it's fine, but also <clears throat> try to remind yourself that, you know, it's not, that's not the end all be all and comparing exactly. ourselves doesn't really get us anywhere technically. Exactly. And I think it's important. And I think that's why this, this episode is so good as well, just to like remind and hopefully this like inspires also some of the people that are listening as well that, you know, we all go through this. And if you're having a moment in life where, you know, you are feeling a little bit, you know, not great about yourself, comparing yourself to, Oh God, did you almost fall off your chair, Rose? No, I was, I oh. almost uh, knocked my camera down. Oh, God damn. I just saw her do this like face and I was like, what's going on? Um, but no, it's just like kind of a reminder that like, you know, we're all in this. We're, I know it sounds cheesy, but we are all we're in this all together. We're all in this together. Yes. Exactly. And we all have those moments, you know? So I think it's important to acknowledge those, accept that you're going to have those days. And hopefully you have some nice people and good friends that can help talk you, talk you through it. <laughs> yeah. So I always, I always well, tell Rose that she, mm-hmm. I like, She'll yeah. wake up with crazy, crazy texts from me because I'll be like, "Cause we're the time difference," and I'll be like, "Oh my god, <laughs> you what is going the on?" Same. That's what I did to you yesterday. I like texted yeah. you before I went to bed, and I was like, "Daniel's gonna wake up with me just having an emotional meltdown." But I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's also it's because you know being single in quarantine, you know, it ain't it ain't easy. You know, it gets lonely. No, exactly. Especially Let's be honest. Es- Mm-hmm. It's true, especially if you're watching again on social media, yes. all of these couples that are quarantined together having, you know, and again, we have to remember all of this is filtered and whatever else. Like 
A lot yeah. of these couples, I mean, they're not going to post a video of them having this massive argument and pissing each yeah. other off because they're in quarantine together. You know, they're going to put yeah. like couples yoga and, you know, doing all of this yeah. stuff and like <laughs> making my, uh, my significant other, this delicious cake or whatever, you know? Yeah. And, you know, uh, so again, it's hard sometimes and I, I'm guilty of it. It's just remember that all of this, all of this stuff that's on social media and YouTube, especially it's, it's all filtered and edited, you know? So oh, well, I would say to- Instagram, especially. Yeah. Well, Instagram, but also I think YouTube, cause YouTube is like, cause think about like YouTube, that person has to edit that, that video has to be edited essentially before it's just posted up there. Right. Well, what do you think people do with the photos that they, that they post? I no, think no, I that, know that the photo. Fo- mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, every, I think they're all, there's an element of fakeness for everything. Um, because we obviously yeah. want to only portray a certain side, but I think that mm-hmm. Instagram is, takes the cake when it comes to fakeness and mm-hmm. filtered filteredness because with YouTube, it's a different world. So for example, I always say this, the reason why I'm like more successful on YouTube is because I'm not a perfectionist and I don't only post like YouTube. I show like my, you know, how I make food and sometimes I show mistakes and stuff and people actually like that part of YouTube. And I think people that watch YouTube kind of want to see the real, you know, side a little bit rather Mm -hmm. than Instagram. You're, most people that are like really successful on Instagram have beautiful feeds that are like perfectly yeah. curated. It's like a gallery of like perfection and that's how you become successful on Instagram. So mm. I think those are two kind of different platforms. And, um, true. So I think that Instagram is where it's probably most detrimental, but let's mm. talk about the body image stuff on Instagram because you know, people, <sighs> the 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 people oh, the God. Instagrammers man the yeah. the ones you know again we're comparing ourselves to these people that have these like beautiful bodies and mm. they all have these gigantic fucking asses it's like mm. and they're okay what bothers me this is what bothers me about Instagram fitness people okay the majority of the time, look, I'm not saying they don't work hard for their bodies or whatnot. Yeah. And I'm sure they do. I'm sure they spend a lot of time at the gym. I'm sure they, you know, eat very healthy, whatever it is. But, but yeah. the majority of the time, they're kind of genetically gifted. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, they, mm-hmm. so they just, all these people that are like, not, maybe not all, I would say like probably majority of those people that are really famous on Instagram for having a really nice body. You know, mm-hmm. they might show you a few squats. They're like, oh, here's how I got my booty. But actually, you know, you have to remember that they're probably just born with a big butt to begin with. And then they just have to yeah. do a few squats to lift it a little bit. <laughs> because yeah. the reality is for someone like me, my body is very, you know, I, you know, I got the Asian body. I'm like basically flat on all angles. Like a log. <laughs> You know, there's, there's no curvature. <laughs> the cur- curvature is not happening. Um, so it, it is, it is like almost impossible to grow a big butt when you are genetically not, you know, mm. when that's just not genetically how your body is shaped. But then you go on yeah. Instagram and every single woman there has this tiny waist and this giant ass. And they're telling you that mm. they, that, um, that they did it through this booty program and like this mm. fitness program. And I'm, not, and I'm not saying that those programs are not helpful and they're good. They're not good. Like I do, you know, all those exercises as well, but yeah, yeah, yeah. let's dial it back and realize that 
all those people that are famous are famous because they have those big butts. And most of the time they have those big butts, not because they did those booty programs, but because Mm. like the majority of the time, because they're just genetically, you know, are pre they're genetically predisposed. Is that the right word to have a giant ass? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Well, you're right. No, because if you think about it, right? some people's bo- some people's bodies, I mean, well, not some, everyone's bodies are so different, yeah. right? So for example, you could get a girl that has, you know, that's, a, that's, that's trying to get into fitness and whatever else and has like a relatively kind of square or shaped body. She loses all the weight, gets a great stomach, everything else or whatever. Um, but she won't get the butt because maybe that's, she just, you know, she might get a little yeah. butt, but she's not gonna be able to get one of these mm-hmm. huge, ridiculous, um, giant asses, <laughs> if you want to call them that, <laughs> because you know some of the, some of some certain body shapes and everything else are um, genetically you're genetically predis- predisposed. It's like even when you do fitness, like um, um, not saying any names here, but do you remember like um, one of our friends? He's really really into fitness and he yeah. works out and stuff. And his partner was like, I could work out as much as my, my, my boyfriend. And I literally Mm -hmm. will never have the same body as him because he's just naturally a bigger built guy. He's naturally builds muscle faster because everyone's bodies are so, so different. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. so, you know, don't get me wrong. I think it's good to do fitness exercises. And, you know, if you want to follow a booty program, go for it. You probably get a stronger, firmer, firmer, butt. but then also you're right. Set those realistic expectations. You're not going to go from having like a butt that's like this to having a butt that's like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, (laughs) you know, that's called, uh, that's called visiting the, visiting, visiting the doctor, you know? So, um, (laughs) well, that's the thing, but that's, what's like so frustrating about these social media, you know, especially these like fitness influencers, because sometimes I, I, not everyone is like irresponsible, but there are some people that Mm. act like they, you know, maybe they even, again, they sell these like, um, not just with like their big butts or whatever, but they sell these like programs that are like, Oh, look, I drank this detox tea. And that's, you know, basically they make it seem like that's how I, they they got the body that they have. And it's like, Mm -hmm. no, you didn't. You, you, you got this body because a, maybe you were again, genetically gifted and B you worked hard Mm. and you probably ate really little or ate a certain, a certain diet. And you also exercise all the time. And yeah, I don't know. It just, it's, (sighs) it's frustrating. It's, it's, it is. It's really hard because, you know, I've met also people in my lifetime. So when I was back in London, one of my coworkers, he had like one of the most ridiculous bodies I've ever seen. Like it was just, Amazing, amazing, amazing. But at the same time, he literally worked out. I think sometimes he would work out three times a day. It was ridiculous. Like he would work out before work, go for a run at lunch, work out after work. He was on a very strict diet of like, it was like chicken and and vegetables. That's it. Like that's all he ate with like no sauce, nothing. (laughs) And he never or very, very rarely would even have a drink. And I was like you know, yes, don't get me wrong. When he goes to the, you know, went on holiday and stuff, he'd post all these like shirtless photos and looked incredible. But at the same time, it's like, what are you sacrificing for that? Like half of my enjoyment in London was like going for food and drinks with friends, you know? So I guess, again, there's that, you have to set realistic expectations for yourself. And yes, some of these Instagrammers will have these ridiculous bodies, but then (laughs) what are they, what are they also giving up for that as well? You have to kind of remember that, like what, elements of their life. Cause you know, you can't have it all. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. can't, 
you can't, you know, go to go out and eat at nice restaurants and everything else and drink a lot if you're going out with friends and everything else and expect and and expect to have a great body. Like it's just you have to kind of pick and choose a lot of a lot of this. So I guess yeah, that's true. This is why like. And don't get me wrong. I'm still going to push and try to like get in better shape. I'm always, that's something that's always going to be in the back of my mind. Um, I don't think I'm ever going to have a six pack. I don't think that's going to happen. And I've kind of come to terms with that in a sense that like, there's so many other things that I don't want to give up for the, for those reasons. Like I still want to, if, if, you know, I'm back in Calgary and it's like, Oh, Daniel, meet us at, you know, national or craft for a few drinks. Mm -hmm. I want to do that and not second think, not second guess it. You know what I mean? Not be like, Oh, I can't drink guys because, um, you know, I'm on this, restrictive six pack diet or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. And that, yeah, that's the thing with Instagram too, because you're right. We don't know what's happening behind the scenes. We don't know how much they are, you know, working to get Mm. that body. You know, we don't see all the hard work that goes into, we see people's, you know, success and their highlight reel, if you will, but we don't see, Mm. you know, the, them working out three times a day, you know, going for a day. Yeah. You know, going for a jog at lunch, plus doing two extra exercises in one day. We don't see that. We don't see them saying no to the drinks and not going out and to have fun with friends. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't see them, you know, only eating chicken breast and, broccoli so yeah we only see that picture of him on the beach you know with a six-pack yeah exactly so yeah you're going to compare that so we're going to mm-hmm. compare ourselves to that same thing with anything mm-hmm. else too you know same thing with if you look at like travel um influencers whatever if you look at people that travel for mm-hmm. a living you know their instagram feed looks unbelievably amazing and it's yeah. very hard not to compare your life to that. And their pictures look so incredible. But then you really think about it and you're like, you know, there's so much that goes into travel that isn't glamorous that yeah. you don't necessarily show. You know, sometimes your flight gets delayed. You miss your flight. Mm. You have to fly for many hours. You get to the destination. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you have to, you know, there's just so much that goes into traveling that isn't mm-hmm. fun or glamorous. And exactly. if you do that for a living as well, and you're mm-hmm. always just looking for the next Instagram picture. Are you really enjoying the the trip? And the Are experience. these people enjoying it? Mm-hmm. Exactly, because you think this is now their job, and it's like it's like yeah. another an, another another thing. So that's their job. They're constantly doing it for work. Um, and another thing too, to, just to bring back bring it up as well, is the, is those relationship channels and relationship Instagrammers and stuff. Oh my that god! Their their relationship now becomes their job as well. So can you imagine? No, I think that's like a dangerous space to be in. Like, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Like if any of you guys are influencer <laughs> couples that are listening, you know, like, you know, good for you. But at the same time, I just think it's for me personally, I think it would be a dangerous space yeah. to get into because there's no separation of, you know, and then also personal you know, life. Yeah. Yeah. And then you get added pressures into your relationship of the people watching and the people that are yeah. invested in, into that. So I could, yeah, I, I could not imagine. This is why I can't see myself sharing so much of my personal life. Like, yeah, yeah, of course, again, I like to show, you know, my travels and stuff like that. And I kind of like to document that for my own self as well. But when it comes to personal relationships and your family and your, you know, yeah, your Mm -hmm. significant other, it's like, once that becomes a job, man, that is like, you are, you are playing around in dangerous territory there, you know? And again, people are playing with fire. Yeah, you people are seeing your relationship, your family, and they're thinking, oh my God, their relationship is perfect. Their family is perfect. Why is my family mm-hmm. not perfect? Why am I, you know, 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And can we talk about, we talked about yeah. family vlogging a little bit before, didn't we? But let's talk about that for a second as well. Yeah. Because kids, yeah. the, this is so, I am, I'm so glad that I, that we were the age we were when social media became so big because we were at least a bit older. So we lived through, you know, most of our childhood without being corrupted by by social media or at (laughs) least not to the same extent that it, you know, that we Mm -hmm. have social media today. But imagine if you're a child right now and you're spending so much time on YouTube and stuff, these family vlogging channels became very popular, right? So now mm-hmm. there's, I don't know how much you know about family vlogging channels, but there's like a lot of them now. And these yeah. families, I mean, we've already talked about how it could be very detrimental to film your own child, you know, for the world to see every day of their mm. lives. Uh, I yeah. think that's messed up in many ways. Uh, but mm-hmm. then for people watching as well, the kids watching that are not necessarily going to know the difference between reality and fake so they're going to see these beautiful families that have gorgeous houses that seem to get along all the time Mm. and everything's perfect everything's fantastic and then you know they they're living Mm. their normal lives and their parents fight and you know maybe their parents get divorced and then they're like oh my god why is my life so shit (laughs) exactly i mean i think and we did talk about this in the episode of YouTubers Gone Off the Edge. So if you want more on that, <laughs> definitely go check that episode out. We need another out. Off the Edge. What should we do for the next Off the Edge series? People want an Off the Edge know. series. That's true. Okay, we'll we think should, about I, I, this. We'll People, have a break. You leave guys, us a comment. If you, I was going to say, in the comment section, put a little comment and say what you want us to talk about. An Off the Edge series. So we did YouTubers Off the Edge. And, you know, we can do something else, you know, like... Instagrammers or I don't know, think of something and put it in the comment section. Instagrammers Um, off the edge. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I haven't actually seen too many of the family vlog channels because I just, I don't watch them at all because it's not really, um, it's not really our content. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but at the same time, and I, we talked about this before, but like the same time, it makes me feel a little bit icky. Like I don't like the fact that, you know, cause it's, you, you know that these kids that are being filmed and, you know, again, editing this content, putting it on YouTube, putting it on Instagram, everything else, is that they don't fully understand what's going on and they don't yeah. fully... Those parents technically don't really fully have consent of those children to do that. And I know people, people in the comments or something might disagree and say, oh, you know, like, what about child stars and all of this kind of stuff? But I think that it's very different when it's like a child working on a movie... Like, I still think there's some stuff, you know, with that, but that's a project. It's not their life, you know, whereas these families that are like vlogging and daily vlogging with their children all the time, 24 seven, um, putting this all up on social media, it doesn't go away. That's going to be with that child for the rest of their lives. And maybe they didn't want their parents to do that. You know what I mean? Maybe they turn Mm -hmm. 18 and they're like, mom, dad, why did you record my whole life? Nothing's private. The whole world knows about me. I didn't want that, you know? Yeah. Um, and they're not, yeah, or, they're not yeah, old enough know. to be making those decisions. Exactly. So, yeah, it just makes me feel a little bit icky. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. I, I really, you know. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they're very popular because little kids I like know. them. This is the thing. It's, it's, now I feel like we, we don't, 
again, they haven't been around long enough, these vlogging channels, for us to really see yeah. the potential repercussions of Impacts. this type of content. Yeah. Yes. So we don't know what's going to happen. But now I feel like also... Mm. You know, the same way that we would compare ourselves to Instagrammers or, you know, all that stuff. Little kids are now going to mm -hmm. be exposed to these perfectly curated families. And, yeah. you know, but the reality is that how annoying would it be to always have to film your life? I mean, I don't, exactly. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Well, and, and actually you make a really good point because we talked about this earlier in this episode about how we compare ourselves now to Instagrammers and stuff and YouTubers that are like our peers because they're not necessarily celebrities. They're people yeah. that, you know, so we, we feel more kind of like, Oh, their lives are X, Y, Z. And why isn't my life like this? And imagine now for children as well, it'd be the exact same. It's like their kind of peers, other kids around their age on these family vlogs, not celebrity children, not, you know, other famous mm -hmm. people and stuff. These are like, their, their peer group essentially. And then yeah. they're going to feel some kind of way about that as well. Mm -hmm. So cause they're all like happy ugh. go lucky. Of course they're going to put on a show yeah. for the camera, you know, and they're going to mm. think, and these kids, I mean, imagine we as adults are already comparing ourselves and thinking our lives aren't good enough mm. or whatever. Um, but the kid's brain is even less developed. So for them to watch that, yeah. And while they should be maybe playing out, playing outside or playing with other kids or, you know, having mm. real interactions. Now they're watching these YouTube videos. Yeah. Damn. I'd be afraid to have children. I'm, I'm, <laughs> oh, God damn. Um, it's, it's the same thing. Cause like, I mean, well, not the same thing, but just think about like, I'm so thankful that my teens, social media wasn't really a big thing. So I like lived my teens, had my, you know, teenage angst and all that. And think about how like <laughs> emotional and crazy we were as teenagers. Yeah. And if you threw social media into that mix, like holy and cyber bullying yeah. now, all of this other stuff, comparing yourself to all of these like Instagrammers, YouTubers and like, yeah. oh my God, I just think, whoa, I feel bad for that younger generation, <laughs> you know? Well, God I'm, I'm damn. hoping that, <laughs> I'm hoping that with this quarantine situation, I think we are realizing mm. the importance of real interactions and, uh, mm -hmm. maybe after, uh, this is all over, we will focus more on building those real relationships rather than yeah. spending so much time on social media because you, you made a point earlier where you're like, you know, we have such great memories from real experiences. How many great memories do we have of us scrolling through social media and watching YouTube exactly. videos? Yeah. We can't really mm -hmm. make memories that way. Our memories are based mm -mm. on, you know, actual connections and actual interactions. So exactly. hopefully, yeah, we can, we can learn a little something from that. And when we have the opportunity to actually interact, that we actually do so instead of playing on our phones at the dinner table. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that is a, mm -hmm. that is a um, pet peeve of mine. Oh, um, I can't stand it. I mean, I'm sure I've done it a little bit before, but I really yeah. try not to do that, you know, mm -hmm. because I like can't you, stand. I'm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Get the picture of the food if you need to for, you know, yes. whatever. And then put the phone away. Okay. Put it down. Like, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like there's no need to be texting or scrolling through social media when you're having dinner with somebody. Mm -hmm. Have a real conversation. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. Exactly. And, yeah. But yeah. I feel like now also we are losing, again, the more time we spend on social media and avoiding real interactions, I feel like we lose mm -hmm. a lot of our communication skills of, you mm -hmm. know, talking to people. 
Well, it's funny that you said that because um, you know how I've, I've, I'm re-listening to that Modern Love by Aziz Ansari. Oh, One shit. Of the Which, things- by the way, guys, download it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our Amazon, what is it? What is it? Our Audible affiliate link is uh, below. <laughs> yes. Um, or in our show notes. Exactly, because we will be discussing this book because believe me, there is so much good stuff. But um, one of the one of the things that they said was about the younger the younger generation, so a bit younger than us, um, and it was about like asking people out and stuff via text or 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 calling, and like so like such a huge percentage of the younger people were freaked out to receive a telephone call. Like if if someone called yeah. them up to like ask them out, they were like, oh my god, like what what's going on, like. So they're starting to lose, the younger generation is starting to lose that ability to just pick up the phone and have a conversation with somebody. They're like, oh my God, it must be an emergency or what's happening. Like, so it's interesting that, you know, this is something that I think needs to be, um, (laughs) revisited. I kind of like, oh, sorry. It needs to be something that's like revisited, not revisited, but maybe like during this time in the quarantine, it will help people to kind of reestablish and realize how important this kind of stuff is like having a conversation over Skype or picking up the phone versus texting somebody, you know? So I think it's going to give people more of a social anxiety though. No. What to call people. (laughs) Well, now that we're in quarantine and people are now getting used to not communicating in person, don't you think it's going to make it even scarier for people to communicate in person? Maybe. I'm not sure. I guess. I mean, I think though at this point now in quarantine, everyone is hungry for some, for some social interaction. I know I am. (laughs) I mean, yeah, but we, you, you and I are different. We are already used to, you know, I'm I'm talking about, Mm. you know, teenagers that we, that are afraid to pick up the phone. Mm. You know, how do we know that they're, are they even talking on Skype or are they just texting? We don't know. Yeah. I don't have teenagers. That's true. (laughs) That's true. We're not, we're not teenagers anymore, Rose. We old as hell. Oh God, we be old. But even then, even us, I feel like I sometimes have phone anxiety as well. Mm. Not really, not that, not to that level. Um, but a little bit because you know, now if I'm, yeah, if somebody calls me randomly, I'm like, Oh, that's weird. (laughs) You know, because we've changed that because again, we're kind of in that, uh, that middle generation where we, we mm. were used to kind of phoning people at some point, but then we changed yeah. in our teenage years to texting. So yeah. we kind of got used to the texting part. And actually mm. I had to, I learned how to do more phone calls through, you know, working in, you know, the business world. Yeah. So I was like forced, yeah. but at first I was very uncomfortable talking on the phone and stuff. Cause I was like, Oh my God, I'm not used to this anymore. But now I'm like, obviously I'm a little bit more used to it, but, um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny that you say that. Cause I had the same kind of experience. Cause like I think back to my youth and like, I used to remember like, you know, like the neighborhood, like your neighborhood friends or whatever, you would have all of their like phone numbers memorized and you would like dial yeah. them up. Their mom, their mom or dad would answer the phone. You'd be like, Hey, is so-and-so there? So blah, and, so. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and then you'd like have a discussion to make your plans or whatever. Um, which I mean, I kind of missed that. That was kind of cute back in the yeah. day, you know? Um, but then, I but know. then you're right. We, sh- we shifted to texting and especially in university, I was like texting all the time. And then when I got into the corporate world, um, the first kind of year or so when I had to like actually pick up the call, like pick up the call, pick up the phone to call somebody. Or if somebody called me, it was a bit like, Oh, oh like, yeah. and then I just got, you get used to it again. But you know, yeah. I think imagine if we grew up our whole lives really from when we were, you know, even when our teens and early, early years, like youth and never using a phone really, and except for texting. Yeah. So I know. It's a, it's See, an that's weird. One. Yeah, it's a very interesting one. So, yeah, I don't know. It'd be hard to raise kids in this generation because you're kind of like 
obviously, you know, you can't avoid the technology, but you also mm. want to maybe give them a little taste of the go the good old times, <laughs> the analog <Yeah>. generation. <laughs> Exactly. But then at the same time, you know that they're going to put pressure on you to like want certain things like a smartphone or whatever else, because ever, yeah. all of their peers are going to have that. Right. So it's like, do you deprive your children or like, you know what I mean? Like, not that it's necessarily oh God. Deprivation, deprivation, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that even a word? Yeah. I think so. Um, deprivation is <laughs> a word. Yes. Anyways, um, what's another. Anyways, have, I think, mm-hmm. I think, <laughs> um, to be honest, I think those are the main ones that I think about, about social mm-hmm. media. I can't really think of another, um, like when you think, think about like social media realities versus like, or mm-hmm. like, what am I trying to say? What's portrayed <laughs> on social media versus what is reality? I think the, the main ones we kind of talked about. Um, yeah. Do you have any other ideas? I don't know. There's just so, I don't know. Just basically whatever you see on social media is, you know, it, it's a it's a presentation, if you will. You know, it's not yeah. the back background. Uh, what do you call it? It's not the backstage. You know, it's you're just seeing the final presentation, essentially. So exactly. keep you're that not, in it's mind. Not, it's not a backstage experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, it's very easy to get. You know it's very easy to compare yourself. And I'm not saying, of course, like mm-hmm. we all have, that's the thing. Some people are lucky and they have, you know, beautiful, great lives. Okay. Mm. But, um, <laughs> you know, and you know, some people are unlucky and you know, we are, we're all privileged in our own different ways. Some people are underprivileged yeah. and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. so it, it's just that social media now gives you this ability to, feel jealous of everyone instead of just your next door Mm. neighbor or your peers that you see at the school, at the schoolyard. So exactly. It's so much more detrimental in that sense because it's already detrimental Mm. enough to constantly compare yourself to people around you physically. But now you're, Mm. you're doing it with everyone on social media. So yeah, maybe it is a good idea if you have the ability to do like a social media cleanse, even just for a day, just not using it or deleting your apps for a day. Exactly. Or even if, even if like, I think this is a really good, um, good point. Like, I mean, if you're just feeling, cause like we've all been there, me and Rose just talked about how we've kind of slipped into these little, you know, moments where we were kind of like, Oh God, feeling not, not great about ourselves. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's important if you are feeling that way, to maybe, maybe just take a day. Yeah. Take a day break or take a step back, maybe call a friend, have a discussion or call your parents or whoever, whoever, and have it and and chat it out because I think that's the best thing to do is to have, again, I'm such an advocate about human interaction and have those connections. So yes, we might not be able to see each other, but get on Skype, talk to your, one of your best friends or whoever, and just say, look, I'm feeling this kind of way, blah, 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 blah. Take a break from the social media space and realize. And the biggest realization is again, although it it might seem that people are letting you in backstage into their lives. I think that's a really good, good point that you mm-hmm. make Rose. This is not a backstage pass. You are not seeing mm-hmm. the full story and you, and although it can be hard because it's marketed so well and it's put together in this pretty package and you might aspire to some of the things that you see in the video, just remember that it's highly, highly edited and you're not seeing, or the picture, whatever it is, you're not seeing the behind the scenes, the work and, you know, the struggles and whatever else went into that particular moment captured on social media. So I think that's a really, really powerful thing. And although it's hard, just kind of, yeah, take a break, take a minute for yourself, connect with somebody, 
really a real person and, and take a step away from it for a minute, you know, just kind of cleanse yourself, if you will. Yes. (laughs) Cleanse yourself. Very well said, Daniel. It's, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And also I think that even for me, cause I obviously, this is what I do also. I'm sure that I mm-hmm. show things, of course I show only what I want to show. So yeah. I'm sure maybe people will watch my videos or, you know, watch my vlogs and think, Oh, like she's doing this exciting stuff or all this stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, I hope that it helps that you know that you also don't know what people are thinking. Right. So now you know that I'm yeah. also feeling these insecurities. I'm also feeling you know, like mm-hmm. I'm not good enough or that, you know, my life isn't as exciting or my life isn't as, you know, whatever as somebody else's life. So, exactly. you know, even though somebody, you know, again, looks like they have this like gorgeous life and everything's perfect, you don't actually know what they're mm-hmm. thinking inside or what they're feeling inside. Exactly. And so that's another thing to note. So a lot of people yeah. that have these glamorous looking lives are actually quite miserable inside. And that's unfortunate. Exactly. But that's something to take mm-hmm. into consideration. And, you know, why do celebrities, you know, commit suicide? Why do celebrities have depression when, you know, we yeah. think that their lives are perfect because their lives aren't perfect and Ex- nobody's life is perfect. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, that's a really, that's a really good point. And again, mm-hmm. like, like majority of people, our lives, yes, we get to go on fun holidays and if, if, if we're lucky enough and everything else, but you know, the day to day for most people, although it's going to be different jobs and whatever else, mm-hmm. it is pretty mundane. You know, you get into a routine, you mm-hmm. have whatever you're doing and there's nothing wrong with that. That is part of life. So I think it's important to remember yeah. that, you know, everyone in some way has that kind of a routine or something that they, they, they follow. So um, try not to forget about that and try not to lose yourself in the dangerous spiral of the, you know, the YouTube or Instagram black holes. Um, oh, God damn. And just rem- yeah. And just remember that, you know, remember that it's not, it's not real. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. a, it's a portrayal of what somebody wants you to see. I think that's the biggest takeaway really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I try to, I try to enjoy, you know, the, the mundane things and laugh, you know, I try to take, take, exactly. uh, comfort in the in the routine and i think that's good you know just focus oh, on God the present the present moment good. you know what i'm saying the God present damn Fo- focus, of the focus on the present <laughs> it'd be and hard to focus on the present what- this is goddamn true, especially, and I think again, especially with this quarantine, because it's blocking us from having more of these kind of social interactions. This is my potential, my, my philosophy is it is making us feel all kinds of ways. It's putting us on that. It was in that, that text that I sent you and Christelle about the um, quarantine roller coaster, because I think (laughs) everyone, everyone is on board the quarantine roller coaster right now. And you know, we have our really good days where we're like empowered. Yeah. (laughs) And then we have our days where we're like, when we're like, you know, feeling not great and you know, that's okay. So I think, you know, just acknowledge that and, and feel good that you're not alone. And we're all kind of, you know, having these days and having these moments. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And with that guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Mm -hmm. Let me know, Mm -hmm. let us know what you thought in the comments. If you are watching on YouTube, make sure you give us a little rating wherever you are watching. Give us a little five star or thumbs up, whatever it is. And uh, if you guys want some extra bonus content, uh, we've got some extra episodes on Mm -hmm. Patreon. Our, I think our most recent bonus episode was Daniel's coming out story for anybody that's interested in that. That's very true. That was a very good conversation. Mm -hmm. 
that yeah we really enjoyed that conversation it was, yeah uh, <laughs> yeah so that's mm-hmm. on patreon.com slash the savage podcast and of course follow us on yeah. youtube.com slash the savage podcast anything else daniel yeah that's about it so, yeah subscribe right. follow comment <laughs> engage um and yeah thanks thank you as always for uh tuning in thanks guys bye bye